Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Woo! Guys, I cannot believe I have permission to talk to someone from what I call Clacia season. Clacia. It's Blake. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm so excited. We've got a lot to discuss. Because you're the first one, you're going to take the brunt of a lot of like general season questions. Great. But that's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. Before we get to Bachelor, let's get to know you before reality TV. So, who's Blake before The Bachelor? Et. Bachelor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just your Canadian, I guess, outdoorsy guy. Okay. Uh, working in wildlife and pest management for the most part. Uh, I was working with birds of prey before I came onto the show. So basically use hawks and falcons and things to control bird populations and uh, playing hockey on the weekends, cottage in the summertime, pretty, pretty general Canadian life for the most part. Where in Canada? Uh, it's about 40 minutes outside Toronto in Hamilton, right near like the, uh, the Buffalo border, basically. My sister's boyfriend is from Toronto, so. Oh yeah? I pretend I know things about Canada. So you haven't been here. The way that you speak no. you, sounds like you haven't been here. Yeah. No, I want to, but I can't get in. Like, okay, this is just the last like year, though. I mean, they they met and got serious within the last year, and she got into the border because like they were a couple or whatnot. But alas. Yeah, but soon enough then. Unless you want to help me out and just like say, yeah, she is my girlfriend, yes, so that I can go I to could, Toronto. Yeah, I could do that for sure. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it. Okay, so there was some confusion, if you will, about your job. So there was like rumors that you were an exterminator. Yeah. And then you were a wildlife manager. That was your title. So like. Yeah. So there's so that whole brand is just there's a lot of things under that umbrella of like wildlife manager, pest manager, right? Because you're you deal with everything. So uh, in the wildlife space, it's, it could be anything from, I guess you could be, there is parts of the job where it is exterminator-like, where, okay, yeah, I know a lot about different insects and I could get rid of an ant issue at your house, or I could get rid of centipedes and spiders and things like that, right? So I know everything about that in that space, but then I also know things about uh, raccoons or skunks. Then I also know things about like pigeons and seagulls and we'll use um, hawks and falcons, like I said, to help deter and control populations. And like, there's, there's, I know everything under that umbrella. Okay. And that's like what I do in Canada. But then most recently uh, within the last year, I've been getting more involved in the international thing, uh, international industry of wildlife conservation. So with all the things happening over in Africa and poaching crisis and all those things. And that's where I would say in the last year now, slowly transitioning to do more work over in Africa, been in touch with a lot of organizations. And that's where now, that's where I've always wanted to be. And that's where now it's finally getting to be. Great. Yeah. I actually woke up. This is such a New York thing. There was a notification from my like crime app that said raccoon gets into someone's apartment. And I'm like, 
Call Blake. <laughs> yeah, that happens regularly, right? Cool. And, that's, and that's the thing here too, right? Like, so, you know, we look at like wildlife and like all insects and everything wildlife is like, they're the pests, they're invading on us. When realistically, we're the, we're the fucking pests. I know. You know what I mean? Like, we're the one encroaching on everyone else, on all of their species. So um, I just help mitigate and like, deal with that human wildlife conflict for the most part. And now I'm doing it on a more global international scale. Proud of you. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. So why are you single at 20? You were 28, right? When you did the show? 29. I was 29. Now I'm 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why? Relationships. I've always been a relationship guy. Always. So, um, I've had three, um, serious relationship since I was like probably 19, 19 to 21. I had a relationship two years long and then I had about a year break in between that. Then I had another two year relationship year break. And then I got into my most recent relationship, which was three years. And that was two and a half years ago now. Um, All really great girls. Um, I would say the first one is like, that's a wash, right? Like back in college, like, I mean, 19 to 21, that relationship for me, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that one doesn't really count, but I think the middle one, you know, both of my last relationships were girls that if I look back on it now, like they would generally work. And I think people wouldn't typically leave those situations based on how well you get along with them. And like, there's no fighting and any of those things. The one when I was like 25, 26, I wasn't ready. She was. And um, I still wanted to travel and go to Thailand and do all of those things. And I think that's what kind of split us because she had already done that, been there, you know, was going to be a teacher, all those things. I just wasn't ready and I wasn't there yet. Fair. That one. And and she's still awesome. I literally just talked to her yesterday, just commenting on stuff back and forth. Still a great relationship there. Good. The most recent one was three years. Um, she was five years younger than me. Okay. Probably like... This is, this is where I fight things all the time because she was literally like my best friend. Like, and still to this day, like I would do anything for her if she ever needed me to, but there just was things there that were lacking in our relationship and okay. um, five year difference. And although five years doesn't define maturity in any way, there was just a lot of differences in terms of how we want to like live. I think that just kind of, so now in the last two years, I just know exactly what I want and I've become a little bit more selfish first. And um, there's things I I still want to do for myself. And I, I felt like when I was in a relationship, I was getting sucked into like this settling type life. And it was like almost keeping me from doing the things that I really want to do in life for myself first. And so now I've gotten to a point where I've accomplished a lot of things I want to accomplish and I want to find someone who's going to support all those things I want to do but also has their own things that they want to do. And so we can kind of grow together in our own directions, but also support each other. And it's just, I know exactly what I'm looking for in that sense. So in the last two years, I haven't found that. I, I get close, I think sometimes. And then, you know, I say no to a lot of girls that, I, that otherwise guys wouldn't, but I just like, there's things that I'm just looking for. Intangibles. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to explain, right? You can look at somebody and be like, "You're like, man, how'd you say no to her?" But it's like, it's it, it's more than just what you're like. You live one life, and so I'm not settling to be with somebody that I know potentially won't work, or I'm going to fizzle. I want that like crazy love where I'm like, you just know, and that hasn't come yet for me. I feel like I get close, but it just hasn't come. So until I find that feeling, I'm good on my own because I'm happy on my. You're going to keep going on bachelor shows. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I went. I went on. I went on the bachelor. But that's the thing too, right? Like I put like Claire up on this like pedestal. We're like she's got it all. She's that one that like I need, right? Because they also portray that and make you feel that. Oh, I did the same thing. I was like, this is it. Yes, yes. So I went on the show like kind of thinking, okay, like this is that one girl that like's going to blow me away. And oh, I mean, it didn't really end up happening that way. But you can see <laughs> like I went on the show with like that intent, right? Like, okay, this yeah. is the one I'm looking for. This is the one I need. Like, this is going to be perfect. So um, that's why I ended up on the show, I think, for the most part, is because I felt like this was the answer for me. Well, you said, I quote, that you wanted a The Notebook love story. Very Bachelor-esque in many ways. (laughs) So that's what you're looking for, like the Noah and Allie of the world. Yeah, I, you know, I think people for the most part think, like, you know, that doesn't exist. The perfect person doesn't exist. But like, you see couples where you're like, and, and it's rare, but you see them when it's like, hey, these two got it sorted out. And like, there are those old couples. Like I remember I said to Tasha in that little proposal, like that old couple sitting on the park bench where like, they're still like just absolutely crazy about each other. Like, it is, it's rare, but it happens. And I'm like, I will, I will rather be on my own than like settle for something that's not great just to like have a family and like have a kid. I'm not on a time frame. Okay? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not on this like time thing. I'm living my own life and time will live around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not doing what everyone thinks I should be doing. Like I'll live and whatever like falls into my life, falls into my life, you know? Had you watched The Bachelor like previously or were you one of those people that had never seen the show and it just happened? Uh, yeah, so I, I always knew of it, obviously. My mom had watched a couple seasons like back in the day. I remember like growing up and watching yeah. like the odd episode or whatever. But as soon as I realized I was probably going to get on the show through the casting process and I felt confident, that was when Peter Weber's season was airing. Mm-hmm. So I started to dive into that and really understand what I was getting myself into. But I didn't, other than that, I didn't really know a whole lot. So Peter Weber's season, what I was basing, what my experience was going to be like. Okay, so then who did like a family member nominate you? Did you nominate yourself? How did you get spotted? It was more of like a, a forced pressure situation. Oh, okay. Well, it, <laughs> okay, so I, I just explained all those things, how, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my friends are like, I'm the only one remaining basically, and I play hockey. That is single, so you mean? We talk, all the guys would always talk to me about, you know, who I'm seeing, who I'm dating, all those things, and why you're single, you're, you know, whatever. And because like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me in any way for the most part. Okay. We all give a like 10% maybe I care, but anyway, they were like, why don't you go do one of these shows? Like you're, this is, you're perfect for this thing. And, um, it was more like a, I think at the time we're sitting out by the truck and I was like, yeah, I'll go do this. Yeah, sure. I'll go do it. (laughs) And then I didn't think it would actually formulate, but it started to formulate after, you know, three months of, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get on this thing. And then, and then it became like, okay, well, now that it's here, now that I'm going to actually get on, like I need to set my mind right and get on here. And like, so yeah, it just spiraled. This is not, you talked about this on the first night. You were one that had like chatted with Claire a little bit before. So can we get some insight into that interaction? I know like you had DM'd her or something and just yeah so uh, obviously we got I was cast to go on the show in March and so mm-hmm. you know right up until that day we we're supposed to meet her we got shut down I got sent home but because we found out it was going to be clear for sure that week while we were like cooped up I, I found out through the tv right because they, yep. they yeah so I was in a hotel room like, okay okay it's going to be clear I had a feeling it might have been 
just because the spoiler's not going to stop. But when I got home, um, I knew I was probably still going to be cast for her season. I just had a feeling on it. Um, And so I just, I started listening to her all the time. I I followed her on Instagram. I looked into like what she was about. I read articles of like what she loves, what's her, what her family's like, everything about her. Because I also like in listening to her on podcasts and listening to her lives, her live things on Instagram, you could tell how like serious she was taking this. Like she wasn't this like 25 year old girl going on here, like, you know, just for the experience. And like, there's going to be a lot of things that come from this, regardless if it's a husband, there's a lot of things. Claire had done all of those things and got what she wanted out of all of those things of going on and being this Mm -hmm. reality star person. So she was like, actually this back, I'm here for a husband. And it was very clear. Like she would, you could see the emotion and the way she would speak. Like she was serious. I was like, Hey, well, I need to match this. But I also like, because she's taking this so seriously, I, I'm not going to be the one that comes on here and fucks with her. Yeah. Good. I want to come on here and like get myself in that mental space to match her because like, first off, she deserves it. She's been through a shit ton. And for this to not go right for her, that would really suck. And I'm not going to be the one to do it. So I just matched it. I just, I, I learned everything about her. You showed up for her. Yeah, I showed up for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that is ingrained in my head now forever. I know. I love her. No shade. I just, that was like the funniest thing. Yes, All of yes, those yes. videos of like, she showed up for me. He showed up. He showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I definitely showed up. Um, I just, I just, she just deserved, she deserved people to be there after knowing it was going to be her. She deserved people that were going to be there knowing everything about her. Yeah. You had no bit, it was irresponsible for anyone to show up there and not know anything about her. Like that one guy? Yeah. Yeah. Rough go for him. I don't even remember his name, but yeah, you got to know better, Brandon. Yeah. You got to know better. (laughs) You got to at least know like something about her. Come on. Yeah. Brandon. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good that you had that attitude. Didn't work out, but I mean, well, the intent was there, right? Did you feel like going into night one that because you had like talked a little bit that you were maybe more comfortable? Yeah. Like I, I felt more confident, I think just in okay. just the fact that, you know, because when I sent the DM, I was, I remember, I, I remember it perfectly. I remember the feeling of my, I remember my heart was racing. So like, I should, first off, I shouldn't be doing this. It's very against the rules. I like. Yeah, it was against the rules, but but again, like I, I had watched her for so long. This, I guess that sounds weird, but like she's in your face all the time on Instagram and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, and like, I was like, there's no way that if I'm genuinely reaching out to like check on her after she's like publicly saying she's struggling right now, there's no way that I'm going to reach out to her and she's going to like take that and be like producers. Who is this guy reaching out to me? No, like I was genuinely just being nice. And it was just a, a little paragraph and it was just like, Telling her I'm looking out or I'm thinking about her. I know you're going through a lot. Things things are going to get better. I'll see you soon kind of thing. It was like a very short, okay. brief thing. And she just, I saw that she was typing back. And I remember it was like one in the morning. I was like one of those like late night laying in bed type things. And I'm like, what's she going to say? Uh, oh, hmm. shit. What's it going to say? Like, I was so nervous. And then, yeah, it was just, it was just a, a quick response back saying that she really appreciated the message this and that. So based on that, I knew that she obviously knew who I was and that I was mm-hmm. probably going to be on her season. Yeah. Um, so I knew, and I think too, I, I look back and I, and I watched the, when I walk out of the limo, mm-hmm. there's such a difference between how I walk out and, and see her compared to a lot of other guys. It was like almost like we knew each other in a way like this yeah. big hug and we kind of swayed, like we kind of 
had that. So she recognized. I, I would I would say at one thousand percent. Yeah, but okay. actually, you didn't see it, but there was a point where she said, "Like I was, I was hoping." She, I forget what she said. If it was then or like inside, like I was hoping that you would walk out of the limo or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So she, so okay. she had knew that she had knew or was expecting me at least. So then, just in general, you're not someone who's done reality TV. So like, what was that first night like for you? Cameras and staying up all night. Yeah. <sighs> You, you come into this and I think most guys come into this and like, even probably for yourself, like you have to be confident and sure of yourself coming on the show or, or you're dead meat. Like mm-hmm. you gotta have, you gotta have that. And so I, I did like I, getting into the limo though is when it starts, everything starts to turn. Like I, I rehearsed like what I wanted to say to her in the mirror a thousand times. I'm like, this is easy, like whatever. But as soon as you pull up and you see her, and I, Chris Harrison had just walked away from her. I'm like, this is becoming very, very, <laughs> very, very real. Like, uh, and like, you, you, it's crazy. And I, you probably got this too. Like you literally black out. Oh, I don't remember anything I said when I walked out of the limo. When I watched it, it was like, I was like, is that me? First of all. And then second of all, oh, I finally get to see like what I said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. And every guy that came in into the house after, you know, their limo interest was like, I don't, I didn't say my name. I blocked out. Like, <laughs> what, and, but everyone, everyone's response was the same. So it's yeah. crazy how that happens when, you know, it's a moment like that in a situation you've never been in. You don't know how to be, you don't know how to react. And it's those little moments that I'm grateful for on the show because it's those little things you grow from and like, yeah. you don't even realize it, but like being put in situations you would never be in otherwise are the great things about going on the show and doing this thing. Yeah. It's just, it's reactionary. And it's it's funny to see how, it's just crazy. Oh my God. I handled it well though. Like the, the, the TV stuff, like the camera stuff, after about the first two days, like I, I was- You do get adjusted to it for sure. And like the shock of the first night, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows this by now, but like you're up all night. Like when people are sent home, it's daytime. But like, I never once felt tired the first night. Yeah, I yeah. Oh no, no, not the first. There's too many, too many things going There's too on. Many, it's, it's just like you're like buzzing. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Like to this day, he's like an alarm clock. You just have to be like an alarm clock. He's, you see him, and it's just like mm-hmm. freaking out. You just never know what's coming from him ever. Yeah. Yeah, you're always on edge. Always on edge. Okay, so from the get go, I, I was telling this to Blake before we started recording that. He had like a tiny little villainy moment there at the beginning, but obviously it passed. As we all know, time is limited on this show with the lead. So you took it into your hands and said, I'm going to go on this group date and say hello, which we'll talk about that group date after. But I, I say that because Sarah just did that on Matt's season and that didn't go well. So were you thinking like, Ooh, this is gonna go badly or were you just like Claire no I mean I, I contemplated it for a long time um it was a combination of things getting naked losing the way we did knowing I wasn't gonna get time with Claire that whole week and going into that rose ceremony this is the part two right and like this yeah. is like the whole thought process of what you're trying to think you, you try to like put in your head and the pros and cons of making a decision like that making a decision like that being okay the guys aren't going to love me that are on that date. Number one, number two, if I don't go, I'm not getting any time with her. And then I'm hoping that the, at the cocktail party, I do get time, which 
actually got cut short that night yeah. because of Yosef, which yeah. I wouldn't have got any time that week. Mm-hmm. So you're making like, you're trying to make small, like you're taking these little things and putting them into like a, a pro cons chart <laughs> and you're like, and, and then the pros just outweighed the cons in that moment. And um, no one had made any, any bold moves up into that point. And um, she knew I was there for her and from the beginning. And so I was like, Hey, I'm just going to do this. And Realistically, like I, even though I have formed good relationships with guys up to that point, you didn't know them. I'm just doing what I need to do here, and you're yeah. gonna get over it. So, and because I did it first, they did get over it within like literally 24 hours. And the next day, I pulled them all aside and was just like, we smoothed it over, right? So, sure, that's cool. Yeah, because you got a rose, didn't you? Didn't she give you a rose? Yeah, she gave me a, a rose right before the rose. No, she gave, yeah, she gave me a rose at the cocktail party the next night. Yeah, before the rose okay. ceremony. So she yeah. let me know that what I did was like a good thing. But up until that point, I was sweating. You're like, who? Oh, that's when I started. Like, I don't know if you saw the articles about me stress balling. That's where yeah. all that started. Yeah. Well, then, so let's talk about that date. Because that date, obviously, with Yosef got a lot of attention. So it was the strip dodgeball. You seemed pretty okay with the nakedity. No, I don't care. Okay. Did everyone not care? I, I guess some of them. Some of them didn't uh, take everything off completely, which whatever reasons, I have no idea, but uh, fair, all very fair, like yeah. to get naked on national TV is, is a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with the whole, <laughs> the whole nudity thing. And like just being open out there, like lighten okay. up. You know what I mean? Like people just need to lighten up. It's all going to be okay. Like people send news to each well, other all the like time. It's not like they're going to, you know, show your your private parts. You know there's going to be boxes over you anyway. Yeah, like, you know, how much is how much is like the production going to make this look? No, it's going to be fine. Which it all looked completely fine, right? So, yeah. and, listen, I I get it though. I get why people were like yeah. all up in arms and stuff, but I'm just very laid back. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. So, Let's let's ask your thoughts on Yosef. So so he wasn't even on that date, but he got really like disappointed in Claire and thought it wasn't classy and yada yada yada. So thoughts on him? Like was he a, a douche before that moment? He's very uh, I would, I would say like he's abrasive. Like he just felt like he was tried to stir the pot with like little things all the time. Like he just okay. was like I it, he was very hard to read. Even just off night one, like, you know, when you're making your little toast, your little talks on whatever you felt about, you know, in the moment. I was was just kind of like, you know, those side looks where you're just kind of like, I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kind of gave that energy off. And then. Yeah. He was always like trying to find something wrong. Yeah. It just, he was, he was just trying to stir with even like just the littlest things. Like you make a comment that, you know, not everyone in the house is going to like. Yeah. Maybe not everyone will speak up to it, but people, you're you're trying to rub it a, rub people the wrong way a little yeah. bit, right? So, you know, I think I think for the most part too, you get maybe contestants that will do that if they don't feel like they're really making it anywhere with the lead in any way, and that's kind of how I felt about him, and I knew he would kind of fizzle out. He was a nice guy to me personally, so like I won't attack him in that way, but like there was something about him that was just a little off, and then it showed. I was really surprised when he, um, you know, reinforced his opinion on Men Tell All or whatever the reunion was. I mean, I'm pretty sure they brought him on to be like, yeah, sorry, my bad. And he was like, no, not my bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, they might have brought him on because they knew he was going to like stand his ground. I, I have no way. I, I, the thing is, is like, 
that's I think what backs my whole thing here. Like he's abrasive, like stir the pot. Yeah. He just ran with that again at the mental wall. So yeah. um, I wasn't surprised or surprised by it. Um, I thought he'd maybe like, you know, tweak a little bit. And like At least say like, sorry, I said you're the oldest bachelorette or something like that. Like that was unnecessary. Yeah. Just a couple of things, but he just ran with it all. So obviously everyone saw at least the way we saw it, that the connection between Claire and Dale was like palpable, if you will. So was it as visible to you guys as it like appeared to be their connection? This is, this is where, this is where I think you can see why I potentially kind of start to look a little villainy, especially like just the way I started coming off when Claire dumped everyone. Cause I was so thrown off. I didn't see the only time I would have saw her and Dale having the connection was the fact that he had spent like that 45 minutes with her on that date. That was the only date I was on with them where I would have seen or like been a little put off by the fact that why did he get 45 minutes? Yeah. How, how did that go so long? How did we not break that up? Um, that was the only time where I was like, okay, yes, there is something going on here. Because for the most part up until that point, I had just heard from other contestants that there's something going on with Dale and Claire. But at the same time, knowing what I was kind of, because I had kissed her on night one and I yeah. thought I might, got, might was going to get the first impression rose. I had some great conversations with her. She was giving me like those feet, like I got that rose before the, so I was, I was having the actions, the actions were happening to make me feel like I was up there with Dale and with mm. Jason, with the, the, his, Jason's one-on-one, right? I was like in that top mix of like, I'm definitely on, she's at least thinking about me, right? Because the rest of the guys for the most part were saying like, I haven't had anything, yeah. So in comparison to 90%, I felt like I was doing great, right? Mm. So um, I was shocked and I showed that I was shocked on episode four. Now, in a way, I kept blaming it on the fact that I always felt weird energy with Claire in a way, but I think it was, I was like kept blaming it on like, if this is a show, this is the why it feels weird. Like, cause there's a thousand cameras, you don't have that long with her all the time. Things are always cut up. You're like trying to force almost deep conversations because surface level conversations don't get you anywhere. You, like your first conversation has to be like, this is my life story and I want to marry you. Yes. Yeah. So it just, it, you know, because it was going about it in an uncomfortable way and this was all new, I was, I was blaming that energy on like the show. And maybe this is why we aren't really like connecting. Like, I mean, we're making progress in like weird ways. And like the way I was telling myself was, Oh, I kissed her. So that means I'm doing something. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> which wasn't the right way to go about things, but because uh. it was a new experience, that's how I was gauging yeah. things and it wasn't natural. So did you feel like she was present with you? Like when you were talking to her? Cause I know. Yeah. In the beginning, it, in the beginning, it, now it all makes sense as I'm watching the show and as I'm the more we got deeper into the Dale connection that was showing more. I'm now looking back, I remember feeling a certain way. I mean, like I just kind of spoke pretty deep there, but. And she wasn't really. It really sunk. Like sometimes it would, I, I, others no. And I remember it was specifically that date where they had spent more time together where I was like, that was the one where I was like, because I, she gave me the rose, the, the time I saw her before it was, she gave me the rose at that cocktail party. Mm -hmm. The next time I saw her was at that date. And so I was expecting it to really progress from there. And when it didn't, and I was like saying some deep things and like, I was just like, okay, where are we? Like, what what's happening? Because like, I thought we were getting somewhere, but clearly we're not. She wasn't 
Yeah. It just yeah, it wasn't that present there, but now it all makes sense looking back. And I'm like, I I wish I had saw more of the Claire stuff myself because I wouldn't have been so pressing and like trying right. so hard. Yeah. You were probably, if I could picture it also like going in self-destruct mode in your brain because you're like having to figure out I was a disaster I you know you go from think about this you, you go from night one where like you have the first kiss and like you really you got you got the first rose and, like you had a great yeah. conversation with her and you're feeling really good about yourself and then you go to that that date you're uh, that group date you weren't supposed to go to um mm -hmm. you break it on you piss off a bunch of guys and then you go to kiss her at the end of the night and she like holds you back. And then I'm like, okay, so where am I now? Cause I had a great night one, but now this is shit. So like, okay, we're now we're down here and then, okay, I got a row. So I'm back up here again for, for conversation three. And then, and then again, I'm back down to four. I'm like, where are we? Then she comes in and dumps us all. And I'm like, Hey, I can't do this in my head anymore. Like I'm done. Comes in and dumps us all. Oh my I God. was just, and then, and then Tasha walks in and I'm like, I got to do this all over again. I can't. How did you switch gears? Slowly, very, okay. very slow. Like, yeah. It, and, and it was clear, it was pretty clear in the beginning, I think, based off our conversation that I had with Tayshaun Night One, that based on what I had to tell her and felt like I should tell her, that she was gonna, she didn't, she was very hesitant. And like, she was, it was clear, obviously, we've, we've seen everything now, right? So it was clear that she was guarded from the beginning and it, and I felt that way. And I think that's why I loosened up a bit because I was almost like, I felt like an underdog in comparison to a lot of other guys in a way. Because guys could- I came in, I came in with baggage. It was like, yeah. hey, I'm Blake and like, here's all my baggage. Nice to meet you. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it felt weird to do, but it was like, that was just the situation that I was in. So I made the most of that. And it was like, it, it felt like it was very friendly in the beginning and then and because I, it, it needed to go slow. Like I didn't, I didn't want it to progress. Like it, it felt weird. It felt weird. I didn't, it was, I, I don't even know how to explain the feeling, but trying to make a switch like that, like I didn't feel comfortable kissing her right away. I didn't feel comfortable. Like it was just like a very friendly thing in the beginning, but yeah. it was great because it was a nice foundation the way that we were kind of building. And then it, but you don't have time. You don't have time to foundation like you got it well that's what screwed me here okay when claire dumps all of you leaves yeah. the room obviously you don't know right away that Tasha's coming in so what are you guys thinking like that we're all just going home yeah everyone for the most part well until chris harrison came in like everyone had their own little probably thoughts like we're all looking around the room like what what now are we like are we packing our bags <laughs> like this is insane and i was like wait this is crazy but like yeah whatever yeah i think Guys probably didn't know if it was like if it was over or if someone like we no one had any any idea and like they're so, they're so good at like getting reactions out of us right oh, so like yeah. yeah yeah we had no idea what was the time timing like how long between Claire leaving and Tasha coming in uh, it was a while uh, it was like I think like a while like watch a day like I think okay. it was like the next day night two days or something like that. I know timing is a little bit. Yeah. You forget what day it is, what time it is. Who knows? Yeah. It, it's all like, I remember it, it's all such a blurb. And the other thing is too is like, first off, we've never been in this situation, but this has also never happened on The Bachelorette. So like, yeah, it was just, I just felt like a puppet. I just felt like a puppet. <laughs> like, What was your take on the um, Bennett-Noah situation? Which team were you on if there were teams? I was on Noah's. 
Okay. Just because we're a lot more similar, like okay. we're, um, without diving like too deep into it. Yeah, it, for the most part, it was just like Noah felt more like real authentic to me, and like we just okay. vibed more. Like he's more like wild, outdoorsy, out there kind of we just more free-spirited a little more loose like Bennett's Bennett's very Bennett and me and Bennett are very polar opposite so it, I, it felt easier for me to like mm-hmm. understand Noah more if that makes sense yeah. and like I would have done more of what Noah was doing in comparison to what Bennett was doing so it was easy for me to want to side okay on Noah's side if that makes sense did you have like a BFF in the house really I, I liked I was really really good in the beginning with uh, Jason until he left. Yeah. And I mean, I don't say until, but I'm still friends with good friends with Jason. But then as he left, Kenny was a big part of things for me. Um, this is so hard to go through, through everything. Like I was good. I was very good with uh, Ed, Ben, mm. Brendan. Like there's, I had great, great relationship with a lot of, a lot of so the you guys. you just were friends with everyone. I was a guy's guy though in the house. I was a guy's okay. guy. After, after interrupting that date, I was a guy's guy. Easy was good shit too. Like there's lots. Ivan, like every, like, so many. Someone wanted to know, uh, how does he feel about being portrayed as a jokester, funny guy? Like, do you really talk about sex all the time? <laughs> so yeah, I think you saw like lots of different sides. You saw me very serious and then you mm-hmm. can see me some of my emotional side. Then you saw like my loose side, and that's the thing. Yours, like I don't take life too seriously. If you are, if you're uptight and like you're, you're just not going to be the one for me. You're probably not going to like me. Why? Because like I'm sarcastic. I'm loose. I don't really care. Who cares? And um, I'm lighthearted with things. So, and I just don't care what people think. Okay. So yeah, like the whole um, jokester side to me and stuff. It's like it is very me very, very okay. me, but I all, I have all the sides. You just like, and you'll get them depending on the mood and the situation that we're in and like being put in those situations, like, okay, orgasm for me, go. Like what, it, how are you not a jokester prankster that situation? Like, you, you know what I mean? And then, okay, the clay thing, like, sure. <laughs> you know, okay, like I made a penis. Yes. You made a penis. Yes. But like also like the explanation of why it didn't get to show. So like there's things that like, and the, but the thing is I am that guy. I am that guy. You're like, you make penis jokes. You're a penis guy. Yeah. Like I just, and like the whole sex thing, I think too, this is the big thing here. And this is where I see a little bit of a, a separation. I think now take, for example, like Katie on yeah. Matt season, right? She comes to the vibrator and everyone's like, oh, she's speaking her mind. Great for her. I love her. I make a fucking dick and everyone's like, this guy's fucking weird. He's a little boy. Yeah. I, and I was like, he's immature. And I'm yeah. like, I actually made it in a very, like there's a good meaning behind these things. And like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, I think it shows there's like confidence in like, to like be able to talk. It's, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about sex. Okay. People okay. don't like doing it, but it's a very natural, yeah. instinctual thing. Like people think about it every day you probably thought about it today i did yeah. right so but you just don't like talking and it. it feels uncomfortable to talk about yeah and you know i like that katie talked about uh and it's like open like that on does it make me feel okay she's like mine and like me i like katie he's gonna meet up with her on paradise kind of thing <laughs> oh like i just i like what she's about i like her personality and shit right like okay she's just she's she's like-minded in that in that sense and like i'm all for that someone wanted to know sierra rivera where uh, where is the penis creation? Did it make it back to Canada, or did it get stored in the prop department? That was it was way too big. I couldn't store it in my bag actually, so it stayed there. 
It's gone. No, I, as soon as soon as as soon as that bit was over, I literally like I squashed it up. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Victoria Banak said, any funny moments we didn't see or even romantic moments that uh, didn't make the cut? Yeah. Well, romantic, yes. Uh, there was lots because you didn't see any of my relationship with Tasha. Um, I mean, that was that was given away on Ellen, obviously, yeah. right? So like that right there in itself, um, there was some kissing and stuff that obviously didn't get shown. But um, I would say that my orgasm, my orgasm was... <laughs> probably more outrageous than well definitely more outrageous than what you would have seen for sure they just couldn't show that i mean then they showed like the waxing part too and that, that little yep. blooper and the waxing thing at the mental wall yep. so kenny did my ass and and then i did his uh pubic region i think for the most part kenny and i kenny and i are very okay with all that shit yeah. If I if I went with Bennett, he was never gonna let me wax no. his pubes. You know what I mean? So, no. like, wax they they paired pubes. the right guys together to like like do some weird things, just because we're very like we're out there, like we're lighthearted and like could go with the flow. We touched on this. You get a one on one, but I think it's too late. <laughs> yeah, like because <laughs> it was pretty. Like there were only f- like five of you left by the time you got a one on one, right? Yeah. Yes. There was uh, seven. There were seven. seven. I was the last one on one before the hometown. Yeah. So like, do you ever think, I'm sure like there's what ifs, like what if I had gotten a date earlier? Oh, for sure. And that's what I, that's what I always go back to with, with her is, uh, and you know, by that, by that point you, you kind of, you're not feeling great about getting it that late, right? You just don't. And if you know how the show works, you're, you're a little bit hesitant. You feel behind. You're like, how am I going to make up? Exactly. This? And then, and then it ended up being like a shaman date. And I'm like, hey, this isn't my thing either. Like, could we not like done something more, more my alley. So I could like, like <laughs> yeah. try to impress instead of like, <laughs> just trying to get by here. So, um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't like completely confident. I knew it was a 50 50, but like in my mind, like you're not going into the big date being like, I'm going home today. This sucks. No, no you're like convincing yourself and like, and if you're confident in yourself, just like you are in life with going on a date, like, well, this, I could really make, make an impact here. This is the first time we're going to have alone time. <laughs> and it felt like it felt good. And like, yeah, the date actually went well. Yeah. And that's where like some of that making out thing, like we're like, we were making a lot of progress and um, it just, you know, I think realistically my one-on-one and it coming late was not going to override her four other one-on-ones that she had had with the four other guys that made it to hometowns. And like, I had to upset one of those guys to, and like <laughs> change her mind. You know what I mean? Like mm. there, there was just, it came to like, she'd solidified a relationship yeah. too early with them and she was going to take a risk on me. And she um, just couldn't do that. And I guess it all, she made the right moves realistically because she's like yeah. she's exactly where she wants to be now so okay before we get into after show stuff um, Michaela Rowan said how is it being a part of the bachelor during the pandemic did you like being in one location or did you wish you could travel more I you know I think when it comes down to it all I wish I had well this, this can go either way I think like I would love to have seen the bachelor, the bachelor mansion for the, for, you know what I mean? It's oh, like that iconic yeah. spot. It's, it's really like, not that great. You didn't miss it. I know, but like, you know what I mean? Like I'll just never know what that. You want to, you don't know how it is to have the, the limo pull up and you, there's the little water fountain and you walk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll never get that. Right. Yeah. And like the whole traveling stuff and too, but I, you know, but we also, there's benefits and pro, benefits and cons benefit. There, there's no travel time. So like, 
I really yeah. developed great relationships with the guys because you're literally with them all day, every day. Right. Like there's no separation. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and because this was like a first time doing this, this season will always be remembered for this too. So like yeah. there's pros and cons of both. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think everything, I, I don't want to say it, so I'm not, everything happens for a reason, but like, <laughs> I'm just going to go with don't things happen as they should. And like, don't I'm, do good, it. I, I'm good with, 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 with how mine turned out. Because you had the whole, uh, was it La Quinta? You had it to yourself. So did you guys have your own rooms or did you share rooms? Yeah. Um, for the most part, guys had, um, shared rooms and things like that. I, I was one of the lucky ones that had one to myself. Nice. Uh, yeah. So it was like a nice, it was a very, like they set, up, set us up very nice. All of our uh, hotels are kind of around a pool. All the rooms were all kind of around a pool. And we all had our own little villa kind of style type, yeah. all ground level, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. It was really nice. I have no, no, other than the fact that like, I never had time to talk to anyone off camera. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. at, like at nighttime, after I would like go to that day I was, wasn't supposed to go to, I was like in my room being like, I can't do this tomorrow. Like, how, what am I going to do? How am I going to like, and I could never talk it out with anybody. Yeah. It probably was another reason why your brain was going a little. Yeah. I just couldn't wacky. ever, no one was ever telling me it's going to be okay. Like off camera. <laughs> You're going to be all right. I was like trying to like help myself, like through, through a situation I've never been in before. And like, it was, it was rough. Uh, Vanessa Milky said, is Blake going to shoot his shot with Claire? No. No, uh, she's, uh, she's great. We've actually talked, we've talked since her and, um, Dale's breakup. No, not, the, no, not since oh. the breakup actually. Yeah. Okay. But I've been saying, we've been off the show. Um, just like, yeah, why not? Right. I was one of the ones that had had a bit of a connection with her and stuff. And we just like, and Dale was there too. It was on a, just a quick yeah. FaceTime just saying, Hey, what's up? How are things like you guys oh, are cool. doing well, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's weird now to talk about, but, um, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that's kind of, uh sailed at this point mm-hmm. and like to go back to that with i'm just not kind of there anymore i guess is the way that the feel like it, the feel isn't there that's okay it's not it's just not there for me maybe maybe like who knows but in this moment right now not it's not there Trisha Ann, who from your season do you think would make a good bachelor? I, this would be, sounds weird because I already said I feel like Noah's like me, but um, but like no Noah Noah I think would do things very real. Hmm. That was not what I was expecting. I, I I feel like he would do things very real. Um, I feel like he didn't put on anything. Was just literally said he didn't ever calculate anything that was coming out of his mouth. He just spoke real the whole time. So you're gonna get a very real lead in him. Well, Ivan Ivan's this really sweet guy too. Um, I'm trying to think about like people that wouldn't be like Noah wouldn't be boring, so okay. that's why I think I go Noah. I think all right. He's he's a little young right now, 25. But yeah. I, that's that's in compa- that's in comparison to like our cast, though, right? True. I think in, for the most part, like over the years, what it, that's probably about reasonable, right? Like what was what was Ben Higgins? Ben was 20, 25 or 26. There you, yeah. there you go, right? And I was 23. God. <laughs> Yeah. I was so, 23, ready for marriage. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with you now, right now anyways? Are you in a relationship or what are no. you? No. No. I'm doomed. <laughs> doomed. Absolutely doomed. Uh, well, that's okay. Maybe, maybe let's show back up from Paradise this summer. No. <laughs> no. Pretty quick to that one. Nope. <laughs> one, because I've already publicly said I wouldn't do it, so I could never back Go down back from on that. that. And also because, like, I'm not... I'm not going to meet my person. 
there. So you don't feel a connection right now? I just, I, I, one, I would need, like, if I were to enter a relationship at this point in my life, I would want it to be with someone that, like, I know, <laughs> um, that I've had time to, like, know that this is right. the right relationship for me, um, that I'm not, plus, like, with my experience on the show, like, I would be way too in my head the entire time, like, thinking, like, how, you know, what's happening, who's doing what, so, like, I wouldn't be able to just, like, let go and enter something, let alone feel like by the end of it that I know that this is right. And I don't want to enter a relationship that doesn't work out. No, I, I get it. If you're if you're looking for a high success rate, it's probably not the way to go. But, see, right. yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree with anything you said. <laughs> I can't. Great. Yeah. We're on the same, we're on the same page. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still, yeah. I'm so optimistic that it, that it could, I see, well, I just, you just saw it with, I guess with Zach and Tasha's like the, the thing that comes to your mind first and because it's the freshest, it's like, yeah, that, that proposal hit. Oh, that whole couple dumb hits me. And look, like, would I be so freaking cool and happy and jazzed if I went and my unicorn thing happened and <laughs> hell fucking yeah, I'd be thrilled. But like. Yeah, if the likelihood it happens to me. Plus, like, I'm old balls. So, like, if I went there... It but would but you're not, though. What are, what are you? I'm 28, but... That's not old balls. I know, but, like, in terms of, you know, you have y'all's cast, um, Matt's cast, you have Peter's cast, who probably wants to go on down there. So that's a big party already. Why are they going to be like, sure, old balls, come on out? You know? I don't know. I don't look at it that way. Well, then you answered someone's question about um, fellow Canadian. Blake, are you headed to paradise? I, If I'm single by then, I mean, okay. like, anyone that's telling you, oh, like, I don't know, probably not. Like, like, it's definitely in your deck of cards. It's in everyone's deck of cards. So you're lying if you're saying otherwise. Okay. So yeah, it's in my deck of cards, but it depends if another one get played before that time. So like... Like who knows? I, you know, the thing is right now, and this is the way, best way I'm trying to look at it is like, unless someone comes along locally, like from my city or close to me, where we can actually hang out and like do kind of normal things, which isn't happening right now because in Canada everything's locked. You can't yeah. do anything. I can't even have people over to my house unless I want to have like a cyber relationship through a phone. It makes sense to wait and go do something to try because that's the closest thing you're gonna get for us in Canada, anyways. The closest thing you're gonna get to like actually like meeting and being in person and like and like having a great experience like is paradise. It's ideal for you. Like it yeah. doesn't. Nothing else makes sense right now. I can't even go. Even if I met someone on, online in the states and she, it doesn't make. How how does that how does that work? I can't even get across. Like, um. Okay. So you've already kind of specified you're into Katie. Um, oh, okay. Like, see. You kind of gave that away. <laughs> Someone said, has Katie from Matt's season slid into his DMs after Blake commented on her tweets? I didn't see that happening, but were you putting on the moves? No, listen, like <laughs> I said, like I said, uh, she, I just like, I like what she's about. I definitely like what she is about. Like she, okay. we're, I think we have similar mindsets, but this is the thing. Okay. And okay. like, this is, if before this question even comes, I'm just going to give it to you right now because I know this question is coming because we're starting to get there right now. Ah, 
Expect better of me. I don't ask what other people ask. Hey, no, but this is just this is just what people always want I know, to know. So I it, know. it comes as like, who are you keeping your eye on in paradise? Like, Damn it. Who do you expect to see Shit, that? Well, then don't even let me ask it. Just answer it because you know it's coming. Okay. Okay. All I'm saying is like, I'll, let's just get to that right now because that's okay, what this is Okay, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I, I like... There's a lot of women, obviously, that I, that are seem awesome on that season. Okay. A lot, of, a lot. But there's also was a lot of great fucking dudes on my season mm-hmm. that either like you didn't get to see the full of, or like mm-hmm. it's a sentence here or there, or a bit here or there that wasn't edited that can give you a, a whole other outlook on a person. And so all I'm going to do is physically like look and be like, she's cute, she seems cool, she's cute, but I'm not diving into anybody because I'm, I will wait because I feel like I'll get surprised because I think you go in basing off what you see off the show and no one ever looks as great potentially as, as what they are. No one looks as bad. And so I have to go in open-minded because I feel like okay. I'm going to be pleasantly surprised going on paradise without having that preconceived motion that that's the one for me because I did that with Claire and that did not go well for me. Good point. So I loved the way that I came into Tasha's season because I just like, was free-spirited, no expectations. Let's just see how this goes. And I had more fun with the experience. And in more fun, you got the more real me and like the more loose me. So I'm not going in being like, I'm headhunting this girl because like she's the one. No, I'm not. I'm gonna go in being like, there seems like a lot of great girls and I'm gonna go in and like, just see how this goes. But you can say like, there's this one person that's... No, uh, there's lots of... Okay, there is a lot of good-looking girls. You're evading. You're evading my question. Okay, so you you want, like, a specific... Like, you want a specific who? Yeah, or, or... Okay, okay. So you don't have to answer my question. Who is, like... I don't know, a celebrity crush of yours. I've always loved, I've always loved Kate Beckinsale. She's... Okay. But, like, there's lots. And it all depends. It all... Uh, for the most part, I like, like, the... Um, I like like Jessica Biel, Kate Beckinsale, okay. uh, uh, Emma Watson. She's like very powerful, bold woman. Like I like like those like okay. clean, you know what I mean? Those types. Now that we know that, everyone on my Facebook page can then couple you up. Yeah, I just need someone that's like very supportive, got their own shit. They don't need me. They don't rely on me. They got their own happiness with, within them. They don't need me. You don't need me. That's, okay. what, I li- that's what I like. Christina Marie how, uh, well, you've already answered this kind of, but let's do it. How has the show changed their per- his perspective of dating? What has he learned about what he's looking for in a partner? I don't, I don't think it's changed. I don't think it's changed at all, to be honest. I, I still have the exact same mindset of what I know I'm looking for, okay. which is someone like I've kind of already answered with that. Yeah. Someone who knows what they want, they want smart, uh, adventurous, supportive. This world is fucked. Okay. And it's going to throw some crazy shit at you. Okay. So how you handle that individually on your own, but how you potentially help me when I'm down, like life is going to be nuts. And so you need someone that's like strong because like, look what it does to people. We're all fucked. Yeah. The pandemic things come at you and they come at you hard. So you need someone that can handle their own, uh, be supportive um and it's just like yeah and like don't take it too seriously if you take it too seriously we're not gonna work because i'm too like loose and sarcastic and like if you can't joke around we're never gonna work can't take my penis jokes we're not gonna work exactly exactly (laughs) loosen up last question brayden kosar 
How is it being Canada's sweetheart? Okay, well, I guess that went back and forth between like the orgasm, the dick stuff, and like so like am I really Canada's sweetheart right now? I'll take that. I will hundred percent take that. You're I mean, she thinks you are. Okay, well, well thank Don't you. I, it. I, I love that. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> it's I guess I guess it's nice. I you know, there's a there's a weird this is all new, okay? So I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to be like the most real and not try to put on any, say the right fucking things, the okay. right sentences, little things. All I'm right. just being me. And if that's working and I'm coming off as a sweetheart, amazing. Because you're just getting the realness the whole time. I don't really care. So that's great. Have your DMs like gone crazy with like Canada women or US women? I would say it's mostly the United States. Okay. Um, just, well, just I think population-wise just in general, right? more True. people DMing from there but yeah yeah definitely a lot of local support from Canadians for sure especially like actual locally with like within the GTA the greater Toronto area yeah. lots of people like very supportive and things like that so would you ever move to the U.S.? yeah uh, I I never say never to anything so okay. potentially yeah if I met someone and like or like a job or like yeah for sure I love Canada though so like it would take a lot for me to you were if okay so you fall in love with Katie on Paradise ideally she would go to Canada. Uh, yeah, maybe. I want to be in Africa, to be honest. So, like, let's oh, okay. just leave this continent out of it and let's let's just let's go there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What a great time this has been. We've been at it for a while here. I think. Eh? I know. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, I, I I'm not on any time restraint right now, so we're good. Say your social media, please. My social my social media. Your social media. Just, my social media is just my name, Blake Moines. Uh, but I also run a Mowgli Moines wildlife page that basically just spreads awareness to um, poaching crisis basically over in Africa and like, environmental issues worldwide. And it's just basically an awareness page to help educate and push out information that uh, we suck as humans and we need to figure it out or we're gonna lose a lot of iconic species. I think the end of this was just, we're all fucked, people suck. <laughs> save the planet. Exactly, save the planet. Be selfless. Everyone go follow Blake and we're looking forward to paradise. Bye. Bye.